guys. Says it's Happy, on. Uh, let's go. This is our uh, third episode. Huge milestone. Huge milestone here at Bitcoin Q&A. We made it. We have arrived. We made it. We've arrived. Well, no, maybe after the hundredth, we'll have arrived. But uh, traction, we're getting traction. Go to our YouTube uh, and check out some of the shorts. We got some good, good clips that are getting a little bit of attention, which is nice. How are you feeling today, Q? I'm exhausted. How's, big, how's the how's the bear market treating you? It's not a bear market. Um, I wouldn't call this a bear market. First off, um. I'm just pissed that it's there are no cheap sats left. I'd be down for another dude. Anything on 100k, yeah, yeah, I would too. Um, I think sub 100k feels pretty cheap to me, feels like a steal. I had someone Uh, tell me yesterday that the ETF is gonna bring the market cap to 10 trillion, and I was like, well, that'd be nice. We could all retire, (laughs) don't have to wake up at six and do a show anymore, dude. Could you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> if it, that's, I mean, that's like a sixteen point five x. That's like, <laughs> I just, you know, that'll be really great. That'll be that'll be really nice, but it's not gonna happen. And it, it's what do like, you? What do you? How much uh, liquidity do you think uh, the CTF is gonna bring into the market? I think the amount of liquidity it brings in still needs a time horizon to be answered properly. And I think the best example, and I've seen it used a few times, is when the gold ETF came out, it wasn't the price of gold shot up that night. It took about, I think I want to say something to like 16 or 18 months before the price of gold really started to go up after the ETF was released. My expectations are something in that vein, which coincidentally, if we see the ETF get approved, I don't know, in January, 18 months after that is like roughly 14 months after the happening. So, yeah, that coincides with like the the historical bull cycle as well. So I don't necessarily think that and and that's almost why I kind of want to say like think the price is going to shoot up so drastically when the ETF comes whether it's just due in large part to the fact that you know most people at this point are expecting the ETF like if the ETF were to be announced and approved today versus if it was announced today the ETFs are all rejected point blank. The percentage of the price movement in the positive move up if the news ETF was approved versus the amount of negative price movement if it's announced the ETF was going to be rejected, it would move down significantly more than it would move up, which tells me that like some of this narrative of like, oh, well, the ETF is like starting to get cooked into this. It will still bump up during that new cycle. It is not fully baked in. I'd say it's like a rare right now, baked in. For some of you, that's good enough. Oh, it's good enough. People are definitely uh, latching onto that hopium. Hey, I've got one uh, quick. I, check if we're live on Zap.stream. I don't see it. I don't think we're going through right now. 
Oh, show's canceled. Right, we, yeah, let me uh, Carnage. Hmm. Well, it's one of those days where Zap.Stream doesn't want to load for me, so. <laughs> um, I guess, like, doing just dragging my feet to get to the point of what I'm trying to say, which is ultimately we're just like in the thick of it and there's nothing going on to the point where like, I, do you want to just play this? Should we play this clip while we keep trying to figure this out? Yeah, let's do it. Do yeah, you know, can, hit. can you run the clip for us, please? <clears throat> Roll the tape. A showstopper, at least from Gary Gensler's point of view, is he thinks uh, Bitcoin can be manipulated. And, uh, you know, this is a decentralized, transparent network. Uh, you can follow you can follow all the activity online. It's highly unlikely. Well, it had to be that because he taught he understands, Kathy. He's got enough. Not, not many people do. Uh, a lot of people don't have enough knowledge about how it works yes. to make an informed decision about Bitcoin. He taught at MIT about, so he understands yes, he that it's not a Ponzi scheme or a beanie baby. Right. So there has to be something else. Well, I, I don't know what it is. I have wondered. There's speculation that he's interested in the Treasury Secretary position at some point. What does the Treasury protecting Secretary Protecting fiat from the government? I mean, it, 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 very focused on. I don't know. I don't understand it myself because he definitely understands. He understands. So it's, yep. it, there's something else. There's something else. Okay, but let me. Showstop. So I, 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 I don't know. Did I miss it where she like alludes to the green energy stuff? She didn't say uh, that. Crack. Oh, but that's kind of that's kind of her. Uh, yeah, that, her that, forte, there's so. a longer interview where in that interview, she essentially alludes to this idea, and this is not the first time I've heard this. Uh, you said Brett is. Yeah. So he brought this up. That there's an element of Gary Gensler is going for higher office. He doesn't just want to be the chair of the SEC. Like he probably wants a shot at being the Fed chair or the Treasury Secretary. Like he has aspirations for higher office. And whether he knows it or not is irrelevant because the people who make the decision on those types of jobs believe that Bitcoin is bad for the environment. And you're at this point where this is something that I think, and, and I believe I'm in this camp as well, that believes that Gary has this mindset of, if I approve a Bitcoin ETF and Biden is the one making the decision on whether or not I could be the next Fed chair, It'll be used against me by Democrats when they say things like Bitcoin's bad for the environment. Why would you approve this ETF? Do you even care about the environment? Or it's used to fund World War Three, or yeah, any number of narratives. They'll they'll easily just swing, oh. swing against him there. But I think he is vying for that position of higher power in government. But I don't think you know taking a couple advisory or chair roles on huge crypto companies is off the table either i mean 
I think that's a uh, separate beast. That to me is just called hedging. That, like, <laughs> yeah, like a smart man, a smart man would work at Bitcoin Magazine, be the host of Bitcoin Magazine live, and then back the job up with like mobile job offers from other places, whether it's at Bitcoin companies, crypto companies, or tech companies. You would just sort of like safety net. The priority would be go back to a Bitcoin company, but if you can't do that, you maybe go to a crypto company or just a different media company in general. Gary, Gensler. are you announcing? Are you announcing that you've joined uh, Kraken or uh, here? No, no, Rizzo won't hire me. Oh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I love you, Rizzo. <laughs> but like that, the joke was it was yes, obviously about me. But it's it's more just this idea of. To be honest, I just really take this as like Gary's being proactive. Like he knows he's not going to be the SEC chair forever. And so as a result, it's like, all right, well, maybe I'll keep working in government. If I want to keep working in government, I need to do these type of things. But if I want to go to the private sector, I should leverage these contacts in this way. Not a new player by any means. This is the status uh, quo. I mean, but like, I can't fault the man's hustle. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. I'm not the type to hold your hustle against you. Unless you're selling fentanyl, then you're kind of an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I like, I like Kathy Wood. I think she makes like her discernment on a lot of this ETH stuff is pretty terrible, but she's in it for the bag. So she has a, fiduciary responsibility to return value to her shareholders and she goes after it when she sees it and does a pretty bang up job overall so kind of hard to fault but um i find she plays it super super safe super safe very well uh trained woman you know um like i'm it's never like earth shatteringly like full commentary from her side no, but most of these people at this point, like you're not getting that. Um, he falls into the same category. And by no means do I think she has the resume to compete with these names. But I think the millennial generation, like our generation in particular, is really more or less like really attracted to her investment strategy, the businesses that she likes to invest in, what she's sort of saying so she like she has a huge fan base and people will trade off of what arc is buying or what she's saying no different than like if stanley drunken miller says he likes something or michael burry says he likes something or like Polly Appetia like very famously was like sharing his trades and then he like had to say on the all in podcast he's like dude i had to stop because all you fuckers who are listening will go and try to copy my trade and then get mad that it doesn't work for you and it's like executed the trade a week before I'm telling you about it. So I think there's an element where she kind of recognizes the influence she has over the market. And you've got, you automatically have a target on your back. If you are talking about Bitcoin in a positive way. Absolutely. Alex just really misses everyone on zap.stream. I'm yeah. I'm just, I'm freaking out. I'm sad that we can't, we can't get our feedback here on zap.stream. Um, let's see. Looks like overall, though, the, the sats have been flowing on zap.stream. Love to see that, man. Well, that's got, uh, 
Yeah, as a creator, I mean, we've made like 1.5 million sats or something like that. Wow, so I should have 500,000 sats. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. In your savings account, Q, it's growing. We'll put it in a CD for you. We'll use it to purchase those bonds that flopped at auction <laughs> and transfer them to your father in your name for a couple mm -hmm. of years. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Or maybe uh, I'll donate them to Carnage to fix Zepda's stream today. Mm, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, uh, it would be better if we were live on there so I could announce this, but we really want to add like a call component to the show where people can leave voice messages, especially noobs as we get into this new bear market, uh, bull market, and um, not financial advice, but they're they're asking questions about what they should do. Q and I respond, giving them really good or really poor uh, advice. Um, it to be like anything. It doesn't have to be Bitcoin. But oh, it, yeah. We'll do, we'll do your funnier. relationship advice, too. Dude, yeah. It becomes so much funnier <laughs> if you guys ask us to like taxes or re relationship advice. Yeah, there we I go. Think, there I we think go. The, the line, the line that needs to be understood by the audience if you ask us about Bitcoin, we'll take it seriously. We will give you mm -hmm. good answers, good responses. Everything else, we will give you a nugget of information and then troll you with the rest of the answer. Simple as that. Yeah, it's up to you to uh, see the signal there for sure. But you want to know how to get more write-offs on taxes? Go burn down your local IRS building. Dog. I think I had a I think I had a question about taxes for you actually on the show today. Oh yeah, what strategies? So I was I was trying to like in anticipation of people writing in and 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 calling in 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 some kind of theoretical world where we have an audience. I yeah. had chat <laughs> so people actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Us? I had a uh, GPT spin up some questions because Chat GPT finally knows about Noster. So this question is not about Noster, but. Uh, what are the possible risks and rewards of investing in infrastructure around uh, decentralized platforms like Noster? And how might Bitcoin's performance influence these investments? So a little bit of a little bit of a venture question. Oh fuck, no, I asked you the wrong question. I was what strategy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taxes. That is not yeah, yeah, that was not the right <laughs> question. What strategies I can't read and think at the same time. What strategies should I consider for managing tax implications of buying and selling Bitcoin? especially with changing tax laws. I was like, oh, this is a perfect question for Q, our resident tax advisor. I, I would just, like my approach and my thought process is genuinely like you cannot forget that whatever profits you show in your Bitcoin, and that, that's an important barometer because a lot of people who are, you know, class of 2020 or class of 2019, class of 2019 and for most of class of 2020, you've got some pretty solid gains like 2020 you're up 200 percent on average depending on when you bought it maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less uh, but like if you made six figures this year and then you want to sell a whole bitcoin you have to add 20k almost let's say you bought at 15k it's at 35k you have to have tax on that 20k additional now look if you're i don't know retired or didn't work for more than half the year, whatever, and your taxable income is very low, it actually doesn't hurt you to 
to take a little bit of profits. Your tax threshold will be under 30% for the most part, depending on, again, your tax situation. Just look this stuff up. I like I haven't sold any Bitcoin for profit, nor do I intend to. Uh, but I, I think a lot of people like who do Wait, it. You have never sold Bitcoin for profit? No, I wash traded a little bit. Interesting. Just to that like $4,000. What is it? Six or three? What's the threshold on wash trading? Well, the rule is. Uh, it, it's not to do with watch like wash ratings not allowed um uh, do it with bitcoin but the the thing is if you can only take i believe it's like three thousand dollars worth of losses but That's you can right. roll you can roll it over so i think i took something that should have like twenty thousand dollars worth of losses so you have sold bitcoin for a loss a shitload of bitcoin yeah for a loss, but I buy it all back. And then as a result though, like I have this, loss. <laughs> I have all of this, well, technically no, technically all of it that was repurchased is all in a heavy profit right now. Cause most, it was yeah. like, <clears throat> I essentially, so why did, why did you sell that much Bitcoin? I don't want to talk about it. All right. Not publicly. To fix, to give you, give you a it, new No, foot. there was like a, after was Corey like a, broke your foot, you had to, no, there was like a, a legitimate thing going on that I needed to raise cash for. I feel you. I've definitely sold Bitcoin. I um, I sell Bitcoin fairly often. People give me shit for it, but I'm in the green. I'm happy. <laughs> I saw. I use I saw, it to make more Bitcoin. You know. So I saw something that said uh, it's that about eighty percent of all Bitcoin wallets are profitable right now. Dude, yeah, it's going up. I saw it cross 50. I didn't realize it was at 80. Um, wallets, you mean uh, addresses? Yes. With Bitcoin in them? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel that on my side. Like, most of the Bitcoin I have hasn't moved in, like, four or five years. Like, it's just deep, deep cold storage. And anything I'm fucking around trying to trade with or buying options with is, like, it's, like, point, you know, it's, like, a very small percent of, like, play money. But... Yeah, the way to go is definitely um, storage, just because I think in society in general, we're, at least in the States, we've really shied away from savings as a practice, because our money isn't a sufficient tool to do that. Our money is not money. Um, and you're getting debased, so you're getting punished for holding capital. So what you get is this weird... <laughs> I think this is actually the consumer capitalism culture that all like the young, like 18 to 25 year old socialists are protesting against. They just don't understand it. What they really mean is like, I'm poor, help me. Like, why do I have to spend money on everything? Um, I don't have a mechanism of savings or they don't realize that they, they, they could. Uh, now there's a lot of valid arguments that like, that's a terrible narrative. Bitcoin isn't a store of value. Look at this. You're down, you know, 90%. <laughs> Um, but like, what is your time preference? Like it's all relative, right? If it's more than you used to be able to say four years, no one that held Bitcoin for more than, uh, four years was at a loss, but that's not true anymore. Um, so you got to extend that maybe, uh, a couple more years, but I don't know, man. Savings to me is like indent put away rainy day money. Like, it's not like a, I'm going to save this for a year and buy a car. Like that's. 
that's not really long-term savings and that's not that's not where you're going to see this like exponential growth and where you're going to get real kegger on what you're you're holding and that's really the name of the game like compounding annual growth rate um letting your money work for you that 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 hilarious saying um from this and i think whoa does not come from this i think it does dude in bitcoin like that kegger compounds and compounds that is literally your money working for you just like bro any money working for you is like a long established thought through phrase that has been shared in financial circles yeah generations no long before bitcoin i know it's trite it's annoying but this is i don't like the phrase but this is one example of it is simply saving when you actually have you when you're rewarded for the savings when your investment appreciates and that's what bitcoin is ultimately i mean it is an investment like you are making a trade to hold bitcoin yeah i i think there's a an element of a lot of this that just people are are too short-sighted um and i like challenge people that if you're worried about how much you're going to sell your bitcoin for like you still got some work to do that's just that's sort of my line yeah well i i don't know like think about how you open the show like you're never going to get away from that dude like everyone on the planet is taking their bitcoin and multiplying it by their theoretical price that they think it'll achieve in the next year because you have to financially plan on some level i mean the ideal, I think, for like someone entering the market is get to a place where like the savings, if shit goes sideways, you have rent for a couple months for the first time in your life, you know, get to a comfortable place and don't fuck it up there. That's when the saving really begins. And that's when you're going to start to actually feel this low time preference, long term savings appreciate, hopefully, you know, I mean, maybe Bitcoin will stay at 35K for till the end of time. I, I I wouldn't hate it to be honest with you. Um, you'd hate it. You need that number go up. I mean, like a lot of questions as to why we're just like chilling here. I don't know, I man. Know. It's pretty. It's a pretty niche, complicated technology. That, I don't know if I would just like willingly roll over and accept that. Well, it's definitely. It's definitely niche. It's breaking into the 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 broader market, but people don't see it for what it is. They see crypto, crazy volatile investment. Sure. But they don't they don't realize that their their holdings in dollars is also a very volatile debasing uh and it's like an instrument of theft. It's an instrument. It, it it erodes the very like psychology of young people today because they can't save. They've never known savings. They don't believe they have the capital to put things away into other assets or to, to, to trade out from this dollar system. And therefore, they're living life high time preference. Like you said, they don't have enough foresight to think more than like I remember when I was like dead broke for like my life, but. You don't really think out a couple months like you can't financially plan um yeah when you're on an inflationary treadmill 
you can't you can't think into the future you can't it's hard to envision things um that's like the biggest psychological turn that i think people benefit from from bitcoin is if they manage to hold on to you know a couple sats for a couple years they start to understand okay this is a behavior that i'm rewarded for this is uh it's a psychological shift i can think further into the future i can plan i can make better decisions and i can forego consumption now for consumption later rather than let's spend all the money now and work off a credit-based system to try to keep afloat. Um, interesting, Q, what kind of place do you think debt will hold in a future where Bitcoin is more of a household instrument? Debt will always exist. There will be well, yeah. there, there will be a debt system created within Bitcoin. Um, the simplest version is like you'll just more advanced discrete log contracts, DLCs, um will fulfill sort of what that looks like don't you think the government's gonna come in and try to um with those right. it's gonna I be mean, something they... like oh you you know it's for your best interest like you don't know how to properly hold on to your bitcoin you don't want to lose that you should we have trusted people and businesses that we approve of we the government who knows best for you yeah. um you should use one of those to better assess and and know how to keep your Bitcoin safe. It'll it'll be that that in fewer or more words. Yeah. I mean it's gonna be you're holding unhosted wallets in your head, aren't you? You're mm -hmm. you're you're hiding Bitcoin. Um I don't know. I think they're gonna I I really worry about the future of development on the protocol because the incentives are not good. It's like you need to work in total anonymity or face eventual imprisonment indefinitely. I mean, I think they're going to go after people that are building these smart contracts as well. Uh, scary stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's scary, but I really caution Bitcoiners who sit there and celebrate Richard Hart getting served, even like, come on, some, bro, dude, like you <laughs> is rejoicing. <laughs> you and I more than most, okay, have reason to like truly celebrate this, and we do because <laughs> he we, defeated us in a debate two years ago. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hang, on, hang, on, hang on, he slaughtered hang on. us live. Hang like on, pigs. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> So he beat Svetsky in a debate that I moderated. <laughs> and for whatever reason, you were not oh, I got involved. So pissed. You, I was not invited to the debate, but I got you pissed, literally bro. were not on camera. Yeah. You joined the Zoom Thank call God. on your phone. And I kept trying to DM Chris, like, take Alex off. Like, Didn't. I did. I was getting so mad at you. I was like, dude, you are making this worse. No, I made it better. I made the views go up. <laughs> All press is good press. <laughs> okay. Okay. We need to just yeah, let that let that video die. Um it would never fucking die, but it did. It did sort of. I still get a bit of it. Uh but 
You can't give health advice and look like that guy. I'm sorry, you can't. Or psychological advice would be a fucking sociopath that's stealing millions of dollars from people. <laughs> uh, so, all right, let's go back to... Well, I, I don't feel like you necessarily answered this. Like, what are the strategies people should consider? So what you would boil it down to in terms of taxes in the U.S. is right now, if you don't sell, you're in a good spot. You don't own any long or short-term capital gains. So I am holding out hope that Bitcoin becomes some sort of acceptable currency within the United States. I have a very low likelihood that that happens, but my hope is something to that vein because that means that I don't have to pay any taxes on Bitcoin games. And that would be incredible because let me tell you, if I lost half my stack to Uncle Sam... And in my lifetime, Bitcoin became full, full Mad Max. Full, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Uh, you don't like, like you. Know, I'm getting to with this. Like, how to give half of my Bitcoin to you? But people will. People, people will. will. They're very. They do this every day. I mean, this is this is. You're but working four months out of the year for the man. You know. You only work four months out of the year. Far fewer than that. But I'm saying that they take. 30% of your value on average, that's that's four months. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I was like, you know what I mean? How that's, the heck do you only work four months out of the year? Teach well, your ways. You, it's like you, better, but, it's better than the, the four. What was it? It is, what, dude. The, the, the Bitcoiners work on, uh, we, we do the one out of four. We've got one year of real growth and uh, activity and celebration, 12 to 16 hour manic days. And then we take a vacation for three years and go to each other's conferences and like mm. each other's tweets. That's the that's the uh, career of a, <laughs> of a Bitcoiner. Conferences are very important, though. Don't forget. Are the they, though? Is there any other industry that loves their conferences as much as we do? Like, Dude, every so time my family has to go to a conference for work or something, they just they only complain about it. I don't think they're very much fun outside of Bitcoin. I've been to one other conference. I went to the first ever David Foster Wallace conference in somewhere in Illinois, normal Illinois or something. So it's all Bitcoin and Noster. One of my one of my best friends, uh, who I travel with a bunch, the last couple of times I've literally gotten to see him are because he's flying into the city, either the city I live in or the city right next to me. And his conference is like Monday through Wednesday, but he'll fly in on Friday and we'll get to see him for the weekend. And it's funny to your point, because he's like, when I take him to the hotels or when he's headed off to the conference, he's like, no, I'm going to work right now. Like I gotta be in work mode. He was explaining to me like his coworkers that were coming in and what they were trying to do and all this stuff. And I was like, man, when I go to conferences, the only reason people hit me up is because they're like, hey, where are you? I want to smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about the gist of it. Yeah, it's not really even about the content. It's more like an excuse to get together and hang out. We're all good friends. We have trouble in, in normal society. Uh, they, don't, they, they, they don't do so well. It's hard to communicate with regular people when you know, when you've seen what we've seen, man. <laughs> conspiracy theorists 
Uh, answer more Bitcoin questions. Sure. Was that okay. was that sufficient enough for your tax strategy? <laughs> I was hoping you'd get more into the nitty gritty, man. I thought you were going to tell me how to uh, get some taxes here. I thought you were going to tell me that I should uh, sell, leave the country. I mean, know, I did. Lose I've all tried. my Bitcoin in a boating accident and then have it miraculously. No, those, those are you know, all charitable like... donations show up at my doorstep several years later. The, those are all no because you'd have to pay taxes on that charitable donation no 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 because you've left you've left you've cut ties no i uh, see like that's, bad, on the ground that's that bad advice bad advice don't do these things that's not advice that's not advice that's what i thought you were going to tell although i am going to go boating this weekend so maybe i will bring my bitcoin it's not a bad strategy i mean yeah it, I haven't, I've actually never it. had a catastrophic loss of Bitcoin. I've lost a couple thousand sats here and there because like wallets lied about what they were. Uh, I, I didn't back up but, one hot wallet that had like $300 worth of Bitcoin. That's probably uh, worth somewhere closer to like 600 now. Nice. I had um, sats with moon wallet. Pretty frustrated with them. All their language is uh, self-custodial. They're not, in fact, self-custodial. If you don't follow the standard practices, you're not self-custodial. Get the fuck out of here. If I have to send a transaction to access my own money, yeah. So we avoid we avoid those. <laughs> They're good learning what's, lessons. What's though, your favorite but... hot wallet that you like? Wallet of Satoshi? No, <clears throat> I don't want to get canceled, bro. That's not self-custodial either. Right, I like... do. I really like uh, really like Waldo's show. I was using it during the show to send someone a tip, but um, it's fast, it's convenient. I don't store anything major on there because I don't know how it gets backed up. You know, I don't. There's no process nor, for that. It's just quick and anyone, easy. No one should have a, a majority of your Bitcoin stack in a dude. Nothing. I would even think twice about if I lost. Like I empty that thing like all the time, but. It's it's nice to uh, URLs nice the custom Ellen URL is really nice you know um, connecting it with I was helping someone set up their Noster Lightning wallet yesterday it's good for that um, really like Zeus man you can do most of these things with Zeus you know a lot more learn uh, it's getting good um, I can't talk about my my other secret favorite wallet that's not released yet that I've been using, but I need, I need to tell Evan to send me the beta for Zeus. He was supposed to. <laughs> Zeus is out. What do you mean the beta? Oh, you can download Zeus. I mean, I talked to him like months ago. V two, the next version of Zeus. They're doing like a whole rebrand. They're making it. They're making it cool. But no, Zeus is fantastic in when paired with um for Noster wallet management. I love it for that. But again, try not to keep too many big sats on there. I guess I'll, I'll say um, are some interesting wallet integrations coming to Nostra clients that are like mind-bogglingly simple. And the UX is like like these elite senior developers that are just like, you don't need all this bullshit. This is what you need. Send, receive, track record of transactions. Here's your balance. Like beautifully simple. Um, big Here's fan of that. All right, here's uh, an interesting thing that I'm I'm just scrolling through notes right now. If I could change the conversation. Um, yeah. Sorry, I realized you were about to go on a rant. No, yeah, that's all right. Shut it down, man. No, no, no. Come, <laughs> Save come. the people. Save the people. No, that was just a rant. It's just I'm excited for the 
the client wallets that are coming to Noster and people like having on, like, oh, they're custodial. It's like, guys, not everyone can come into this space and be <laughs> completely fucking self-sovereign and debanked within a few months. Like you need stepping stones to get there and you have to make the sexy, seamless apps and integrations that abstract away what Bitcoin really is. I mean, this is why I'm such a big fan you know, of the future of, of the Bicky, something like this. Um, I think, yeah, there's a potential for people to get wrecked there, but I'm not recommending that's the be all end all. You have to constantly upgrade your security and your just your UTXO management. And that includes trying a whole suite of products and services and seeing what works for you with small amounts. And um, you have to, you have to aspire to get on the level of running your own node, I think. I think it's super important, not necessarily for Lightning, but uh, <laughs> Bitcoin node for sure. So you can surf um, iteration of the mempool and uh, manage your manage your stack with uh, like a model of privacy. Um, there's no be all end all solution. So please don't take any wallet endorsements as like what they said I should use. No, I'm just saying try it with a small amount just so you know what it's about. It's important to su support Bitcoin builders in any case. So it's nice to try all their stuff. I think you're on mute, my man. For the best. But the the important thing that you said there um, is just this idea of there's no, there's no perfect wallet solution. And those of you who whine in the background, oh, that, that's not pure enough or that's not this enough or that enough okay cool go build it yourself because i'm getting really sick of the monday morning quarterbacks of well uh that's not well it's go build something before you whine about what other people have built that's did you see my did you see my thesis on the three categories of bitcoiner that we have now no i didn't but can okay, i guess we... them can i guess them sure okay so we have ogs is yep. that a okay? Nope. No, it's not a category. Nope. Okay, builders. Yes. Okay. Correct. Builders. I'm gonna go and say whiners. Uh, for that. Uh, no, not not okay. in those words. So we've got, but like some like a synonym of whiner, like mm, crybaby. Not even. Not even. Okay. A little bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, those are the two classes of Bitcoiners. It's builders and little bitches. <laughs> Which, honestly, you could probably put most people in those two. Like I, no, I categorize no, as a little no. bitch. So no, you got to wrap your thesis in in something fun. I mean, no one no one wants to be told they're they're a little bitch. So, <laughs> are they like toddlers? No, sheep. NPCs. That that should be one. I mean that yeah that does encompass. That's more the ethos of one of them for sure. Okay, so I'm gonna count builders, NPCs, and then I don't know. It's either tradfi or miners. No. All right, I'll give them to you. So the three types of people in Bitcoin are builders, or people who are building. Bitcoin businesses, like real businesses and services. Pirates, 
people like us who exploit the ecosystem for value without building or contributing in any way. <laughs> just talk about what other people build. Got it. Got exactly. It, got it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We extract, we extract value without giving any, um, noble retards, which is people who just, <laughs> it's just people who humbly stack Bitcoin and are along for the ride. So we probably fall into that category too. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of over overlap there. Yeah. I, you need a whiners cat. I'm sorry, but I don't accept these because you need a category for like, no, no, no. But the whiners are forgiven because they are nonetheless Bitcoiners. So we no. just write it off. Mental retardation, write off. No, you know? because what you're not considering, and and you can disagree with me all you want, but this is human psychology. What the whiners create is they create a negative force field around just develop me, development of Bitcoin tech. Um, so much worried about Bitcoin. You know, we talked yesterday, like, what would you change? Like very little. I'm, I'm more worried about like layer two solutions, layer three, potentially solutions on Bitcoin. So I firmly believe that all of these miners, like builders are always going to build, but when you start to sow doubt in what these builders do, you take away some of their creativity. You take away the, the luster to take added risk that could benefit all of us because we're not thinking about that thing and we're not missing if they're it. good builders though if, if they're good builders absolutely absolutely like they will still build but like you like i'm sorry but like i'm not willing to let like little bitches who are like perpetuating cancel culture like continue to operate in that way i'm just not willing quit being a little bitch I'm more of a free market guy. People are going to do what they do. The majority of people, this is why democracy doesn't work. It's like, I agree that people are going to do what they do, but like, <clears throat> there's a level of, I think, like almost pride that Bitcoiners have about like their level of critical thinking and the way that we, you know, can think things through and the way we see the world. Um, and I, I also kind of recognize that like, we're the minority of Bitcoin holders. The the vast majority of Bitcoin holders are like your cousin or like your random friend from high school who bought some Bitcoin on Coinbase and has it still on Coinbase and is like waiting for the day to sell it for dollars. That's the majority of Bitcoin holders. Like we are a minority. So right. if we are the minority, like why are you guys the ones who sound stupider than some of the fiat cucks? Well, I, first of all, I don't think that all the people that <clears throat> are in the group are necessarily with us in terms of self-custody, as evidenced by father-son taking trip to El Salvador, have not managed to self-custody their Bitcoin properly. I mean, that's when you have like a million dollars of value and you haven't evaluated your, your, your self-custody or you know, done any sort of risk assessment on it. Um, huge red flag. I mean, that shows me that there's gotta be a lot more of those people. I mean, there's, there's people, I don't want to name names, but there's like main stage speakers at these events who have never bought or held Bitcoin who can talk about it, who understand it somewhat, but they've never taken the steps to self custody. And that's like a huge, <clears throat> that's like a huge red flag for me. 
Um, so we've got to, I mean, I was saying this the other day, it's like, put your oxygen mask on before helping others. I kind of agree with you. It's like, stop whining, stop chirping at the builders, like our level, get your setup, right? Whatever works for you, but, uh, challenging yourself to always improve it and then make constructive criticisms of the space around you. If you're seeing things that you think actually haven't been seen. And there's, there's like ways that are helpful to give feedback and there's ways that are not. And the easy way of, Hey, I want attention because this founder DM'd me in a way I don't like, or they're, you know, just like calling out people on Twitter. Like you said, the cancel culture of it, inevitable, inevitable as we grow inevitable, because that's just the kind of soft state our society's in. As we bring more people into this market, the signal's going to go down, unfortunately. But we have a great opportunity to amplify and lift up those that are spreading viable ideas and products and services and actually trying to help people, you know, but it's, it's tough times ahead. Cause I agree with you. I think a lot of people, especially after this ETF are going to be captured. I mean, there was someone, there was someone ranting in my replies about orange pilling a bunch of purely anecdotal, just orange pilling a bunch of people is the number one priority and they don't have their cold storage figured out yet, but no big deal because they're orange pilling people and businesses and that's what counts. And most of their Bitcoins locked up in an, in an ETF or uh, elsewhere, a custody, a custody <laughs> exchange. But it's not a big deal because they're out there orange pilling people. I'm like, dude, this is just virtue signaling. Like your actions are useless because you're going to get wiped out and lose everything, you know, if you're not taking the, the, the proper self-custody steps, like... I really feel it is like that serious and it's that, <clears throat> that extreme, like it's really take accountability for yourself and your finances and self-custody your Bitcoin if you can, or slavery, surveillance, slavery, um, be beholden to someone else, get disenfranchised, get rugged. There's not, there's not really a much of a middle ground there in my eyes. Like I said, man, stop letting these little bitches get away with it. I'm glad you've come around after that rant. Uh, well, it's not that, but I'm not going to go police people either. I just ignore them. I don't, I'm not saying I don't want to tell to be the police, but do. like, I'm, I'm not going to go slide into people's DMs. I'm not going to even engage with the tweets that I see. Right. But it, it's more of a like, just have this conversation out in the open, I think starts to set expectations is like, the, is the wrong way to phrase it, but it's what I want to say, but it does help to almost like, it's like a healthy way for the, for the network itself to like, like, Hey guys, you sound retarded right now. Like there you category three. It's easy just to group them like sheep. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to, for our last 10 minutes, I was perusing Noster and Odell sent out a tweet and I didn't get it. And then I scrolled out a little more and then I got it. Um, you're obviously familiar with like Odell, very anti 
paying for verification on Twitter. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. I don't the cognitive just 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 bear with me though. So you're <laughs> you're aware of that. Yeah. So Nikki Haley, who if you are not aware, running for president of the no. United States. Yep. Uh <laughs> Sure. sure but i feel like all right i'm not gonna say it um uh, she <laughs> yesterday on fox news started talking about how every social media user should be verified and we should have a system to verify everyone on the internet uh so odell sort of began laughing about this idea because it's like i warned you guys like big yeah. big tech is not anything more than just an extension of the government and we are starting to see and have our values sort of tested do you think that people will even care enough or do you think this will be another example of almost like the lockdowns because I don't I don't think this will become like a oh the Republican candidate wants to do this and then the Democrat candidate is taking no I I actually think social media will be an issue that both sides will strangely agree on not from the aspect of they want the same things done but from the aspect of they want the government to be able to influence and control social media and if they could legitimize that control happening both parties are all for it they may want it for different reasons, but at its core, all they're talking about here is having the power consolidated into the hands of the government. So Republicans or Democrats are both going to vote for that. The question is whether or not people akin to what we saw in 2020 when they said, stay home. Like, are so we don't want to stay home. We want to march for BLM. Man, I just want a son. Leave me alone, bro. <laughs> uh, question like we'll just like name and do this absolutely it's a trade-off that we're very used to making we've been tempered this way take all my data but i want convenience i want the fastest sexiest applications possible you know make take my data but make me famous that's the trade-off that people think they're making um, chance to, to garner attention, or at least a little dopamine drip that people are junkies and, uh, man, people gotta, people gotta actually consider this cause they don't, they don't think about it at all. They just sign their life away with these applications. And the beautiful thing about Nostra is, you know, many of these clients, there's no data collected on you at all. Like for real, nothing. I mean, the things you do on the platform with the identity and the reputation that you have there, that's on you. That's public. That's you're not going to, it's going to be hard to erase those from, from relays. But I think the point is like my problem with uh, argument is actually one, it just like sounds good. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that Bitcoiners rally around is like, let's hate on something. Let's hate on some people. Let's scapegoat some people. It's a like classic bear market strategy to gain attention. I'm not saying that's why he's doing it. I'm just saying it helps. Um, it surely helps amplify the response in the commentary. But if you actually just think for two seconds about the, the, the logic behind it, it doesn't make any sense because the, 
whether you're verified or not on Twitter, and I'm not defending verification. I agree with him that you're, you know, you're complying, you know, in some very small way, perpetuating this uh, state, but it's not verified users versus unverified users. He's making an excuse for himself using Twitter. Like you're on Twitter, motherfucker. Like you are contributing to this problem by virtue of your interest in the platform and by using it. If you actually believed and wanted to take that stance, delete your fucking account. Because all of us are guilty of using these platforms. I mean, for the most part, actually, the, I take that back. There's a lot of Noster users who are like, I'm done. Nooch the Twitter. Beautiful. That is a stance. Now, refusing to get verified and getting like terrible engagement is just you kind of fucking yourself on the ability to talk about Bitcoin to a large audience. I mean, it's like a fake, it's a fake rebellion. It's totally, it's senseless. He, he's never, I've, I've tweeted this argument to him dozens of times. He's never once responded to it. It's too crazy. Even Jack Dorsey agreed with me. Like, like a lot of people are like, yeah, it is actually the whole platform. It's these centralized platforms that don't give users choice. That's the issue. Like the one significant choice Twitter has offered, like verified versus non-verified. There's not going to be a choice in the future. You're going to have to be verified to use the platform. So why don't you make the decision now if you want to participate in this expansion of like citizen surveillance or not? So <laughs> I think it, it, yeah, I mean, I think it really does come down to that. It's like, where, where are your interests really? I'm not going to like blame anyone for what their decision is. I just think it's silly not to, uh, the contradiction here. Like the problem is that we don't have open protocols. We do now we have Noster, but that the majority of people are not using protocols. They don't have algorithmic choice. Their data is completely captured and sold out and, you know, farmed from them and, and they're being used for ad revenue models and subscription service models. And so we need a viable alternative. So that's why Noster. But I'm about free choice, man. I'm not going to tell people what they should or shouldn't do or make them feel bad because they still want to participate in conversations that are not about Bitcoin and Noster on Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's not content on Noster to keep hundreds of millions of people entertained. Like I don't even, I'm not even fulfilled there. If I was on Noster all day, I would just not be online. <laughs> like I just wouldn't get news, I guess, because the the slice of the pie that we have right now is so small. And that's not to be bearish on the tech. It's growing. But the first step is not rebel against blue check verification. You can do that if you want. Fine. No, nobody cares. The first step is like you need to the people around you aware of the fact that they have choice now. You have a choice not to trade off all of your privacy for a little bit of convenience. And, and we have a responsibility to make that stuff less rough around the edges and easier to use so that they can be used to that smooth, perfect experience. And the transition isn't as mind boggling to them because the minute they approach friction, like nobody has, nobody has time for this stuff, man. They're not going to spend years kind of learning and trying this software as we have. You, you get a couple shots, like a couple touch points, and it's going to take, just like we talk about with Bitcoin adoption, it's going to, it's going to take a while for people to get there. Uh, take, I was talking to like Herman the other day, um, the inventor of, uh, and you know, he hadn't even heard of Noster or used it yet. And I was like, dude, this is, uh, 
like pretty huge uh right in his wheelhouse and there's there's some things that you know maybe he could offer good suggestions to fix like some some things about Noster. so i guess i just mean to say we have a long way to go and the call to action right now is not forsake your old life and you know cut yourself off from everybody in the real world that you know it's like spread adoption and show people how you're thriving and they will want what you want and give them touch points and easy access to these open source protocols bitcoin and noster and the pie will grow it's growing at exactly the right pace there's no reason to rush it or go to war with what has <laughs> captivated people's attention and mindset you need to kind of attack it from the inside i mean that's what bitcoin twitter is like we're bringing the signal to the enemy and infiltrating them from the inside that that is the right approach in my mind fair enough i feel like it's a uh place to sort of wrap up for today sure yeah let's do it man hopefully zap that streams back tomorrow man i really missed out on streaming there today um Arnish says but uh catch you guys tomorrow at uh 10 eastern adios